Hey, did you know that uh, Abstract, that awesome company that is doing <laughs> awesome product, is also doing a Netflix documentary, apparently? Crazy, right? Yeah, I know. Man, these, they are really spread thin. Like, they're a small company, but still, the product is not out yet. Uh, by the way, I'm obviously joking. Wait, but wait. there is... Sh should designers make documentaries? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, man, I, I feel like it's a, it's a very pertinent question that not enough people ask. And apparently, yeah. Um, speaking of which, like, okay, we're going to talk about the abstract thing on Netflix. But um, the, what's it called? The Jared Arondo thing. Hi something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, high Resolution Podcast. Yeah, I watched uh, the episode with Katie Dill uh, today. Pretty good. Uh, episode one uh, with uh, you know Airbnb, right? Yep. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Like I, I think it's really positive to have that type of content in our industry, which is, I mean, for us, it's like our industry is our world, but it's a very niche type of thing, and it's good to see this. I so I yeah I watched episode one uh, and I started episode two, but it's like an hour long, so I haven't finished. Uh, it's with the head of design at Uber, I think. <laughs> sorry review watch it it's on youtube we're gonna put a link in the show in the show notes uh, if you haven't um but yeah abstract this uh, yes. thing on netflix we have a documentary is it fair to call it documentary it's yeah. documentary series type of thing sure about design and not just product design uh like pushing pixels but a lot of different uh realms if you will right yeah, yeah, totally. There's one about illustration, one about footwear design, stage design, architecture, uh, automotive, uh, graphic design, photography, interior design. So it's pretty varied. Um, yeah, but no, there's no design disruptors type of product. No, design. thank God. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's, <laughs> I mean, let's, let's address it. This is pretty much a million times better than design disruptors. Oh. Like, it's not, like, even comparing these two things together is like is a horrible thing to do like <laughs> they're s totally not on the same level and like watching design disruptors kind of made me feel terrible about being a designer uh and abstract really does the opposite <laughs> for me i was like yeah like i can't wait to go and work on something i i just thought that the way that they set up each episode was really smart so each episode focuses on one person and you follow, follow that person through like their journey creating something. So for example, for the first one, uh, Christoph Niemann uh, was working on an illustration for The New Yorker uh, about VR. And it's pretty cool. Like they kind of set up the, the problem uh, during the beginning. And then you see like throughout the episode, he's like thinking of some ideas and you see kind of his process and you also get to see his workflow, what, like what he thinks about design and stuff like that. Uh, that's really, really interesting. But yeah, I love how they created uh, these arcs within each episode where you start off with, okay, like this is the problem that we're sort of trying to solve. And then you get to like have a peek into the way that they think, the way that they do things in a way that we really didn't see in something like Design Disruptors. 
Yeah, and I mean the whole format of the show is very much like it, it just reminded me of uh, Chef's Table. I don't know if you watched that. Which, by the way, season three is out. I can't wait to get my eyes on that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's very like each episode is like its own thing, following this one person. Even even like the 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 credits and all, like the opening. What do you call it? Like the short rolling the credits and stuff. The intro, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's all like very custom made to that episode to that uh, area of expertise of design right mm -hmm. it was awesome uh, I have I only watched two episodes so Tinker something uh, the guy from Nike designing shoes I lost my damn mind because spoilers uh, they talk a lot about the uh, Back to the Future shoe yeah <laughs> I lost my goddamn mind looking at those and awesome they 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 show you like some behind the scenes like a look at some sketches like alternate sketches for for the the movie prop right yep that was awesome and like it was i geeked out i loved <laughs> i love that one yeah and what was super cool about this one this was one of my favorites but like pretty early on in the episode they talk about it like how they sort of created this futuristic looking shoe and like already had the idea of um, the shoe sort of like learning about you and customizing itself to you. But then like the project totally got shelved. Like they didn't do anything about it for such a long time. Uh, and yeah, there was one part yeah. that was the technology was wasn't, wasn't there yet. But um, then Tinker explains that he sort of found this problem with uh, basketball players um, that their, their, um, their feet are all screwed up because um, they, they wear these shoes super tight uh, because that's what gives them the best performance. And he sort of goes from the problem back to a solution. Um, and basically the solution <laughs> that he comes up with is, okay, well, there's no way we're going to be able to make a shoe that's going to like work as well if it's not as tight. But how do you sort of solve this problem? Well, the shoes don't need to be tight all the time. The uh, the players go sit on the bench. They like go and like walk. They don't always need the shoe to be super tight. So what if we had a shoe that could lace itself to be really tight or less tight uh, automatically based on what you're doing? And that's sort of where they were like, aha, like we have this thing, like this crazy idea that we made all these years ago would now be have like a practical application of it um and so that's when they brought it back uh and then started actual work on making it a reality um to me that was just fascinating you said it had to go back to the future <laughs> um, boom boom what the fuck? uh but yeah to me that was one of the best examples of um the the fact that you can't go backwards from the technology um, that they had it, but they didn't do anything with it because there was no story. It wasn't solving any problem other than being really cool. So they waited all these years and then they found a problem and then suddenly they were like, hey, we've already found a way to solve this, kind of. Um, and so then they like looked into it more. Um, that was really awesome. At the end of that episode, uh, Tinker said something that I just had to pull it and write it down, what he said. So I have like a bull quote from here. Which really struck me because I was, I watched it this weekend. I was like, I've I'm been dealing with like some imposter syndrome and like feeling like, oh my God, I can't 
do anything, which is nothing new. But I've been dealing with that thing of, you know, just closing yourself down in the office and working 24-7, it's not really going to make you better, per se. Like, So anyway, here's a quote. He said, I think if you just stay in your studio and try and dream up new ideas, that's not a good foundation for your idea. Just get out there and experience life. And that just gives you the library in your head to then translate that into unique new design work. Which was amazing. Yeah. The guy's amazing. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I had no idea who this guy was, but now I'm, this is like one of my heroes. I yeah. think like, he's just so cool. Um, and it was also like there was an emotional like part of the episode, too, that like really got to me. Um, that was like interesting when he was talking about um sort of the only uh was it air jordan or whatever yeah um that like didn't turn out to be a success and it was crazy to see how like each shoe was connected to like elements in his life and that like sort of talking about the shoe was almost the same as talking about the events that happened in his life Mm -hmm. at that moment i don't know i just thought that was kind of beautiful and touching so it's it's an amazing again like i said i only watched two episodes i can't wait to watch the rest so um, it's a really yeah. well-made show oh also another funny thing that happened so my brother uh my younger brother um <laughs> actually watched it uh and he texted me it was like holy shit like being a designer sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> and like he didn't have much interest uh before seeing the, the documentary uh, but now he he was like, yeah, I kind of get it now. Like this this is really cool. So I think it, it it's like when we talked about the design disruptors, we we're like, who is this for? Like I as a designer like don't like this kind of documentary. Uh, and then we felt that like for an external person, it wouldn't be really cool either. Uh, but this one was actually really good, both for real designers and non-designers um, absolutely i feel like for designers like it's just it's just super aspirational and yeah to see the process of all these different designers and and see the amazing work that they just produce and also if, if you're not a designer it's just great super interesting stories about yeah. things that you can relate like You've seen a shoe, <laughs> right? Uh, you've seen, you've been inside because there's one about interior design. Uh, you, you, you've seen a car. And so there's a lot of like this full arcs and stories and inspiration behind all this work that if you're not a designer, maybe you haven't thought about. Like, yeah, actually there's, yeah, people that actually design these shoes, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And they found super interesting people to like carry the story. Like there was, yeah. I I didn't know much of the designers in that um that series, but they're all super interesting characters. I mean, I guess they're real people, but <laughs> I much I think I much prefer to see a show like this, which is about design, but it's not about apps and sites in Silicon Valley, right? Yeah, it's like just broaden your your perception of this, you know, of design. It's not yep. just <laughs> apps and uh, buttons and software. So I think I much prefer this this format than something like Silicon Valley. Uh, not Silicon Valley. I mean, uh, Design Disruptors. Yeah, totally. 
it's it's pretty great it's pretty great hey i i heard that you got a new thing a new finally you got your new macbook pro right i have yeah <laughs> before I we get finally to finally have it before we get to that i'm gonna just tease the listeners um oh actually for a good reason i don't know if you guys know uh i've been fortunate enough to be asked to be a technical reviewer for this book about sketch no sketch Ooh, yep. fancy fancy i'm a technical reviewer <laughs> i can put that in my portfolio or whatever yeah. um anyway so i've been fortunate enough to to follow the writing of the book like the whole process and i actually had to read it a couple of times as you may imagine and i can say and i'm not saying this because i'm i participated in this like i'm not making money out of this so i'm saying this honestly it is a really good book like it's if you want to learn sketch it's awesome i myself learned a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in this um, that I, you know, I didn't know while I was doing it. So Christian Kramer is the, the author of the book. Uh, he also runs uh, Sketch Tips, I think the website. I have to check that out. Either way, if, even if I'm mistaken, I'm putting the <laughs> okay. right link in the show notes. Anyway, he uh, was kind enough to send me a copy of the book. I mean, thanks. <laughs> but it, it was extra awesome. And he sent me another, an extra copy of the book. So I have two copies and I'm giving one away for, you know, to a listener. So, I mean, if you are super, uh, well, like if you are a super pro user of Sketch and you feel like you really don't want to read a book about Sketch, um, well, I can tell that you're probably going to learn something out of this. But if you are a listener and you are maybe new to the you know, to the profession, you're just getting started, or if you've been meaning to try sketching and you haven't before, this is a great book. This is a really great book. So, Kevin, how are we going to do this? So I have the book right here. Um, All right. I would say that you can just tweet at us, and we are at Layout FM, and don't do like a mention, just like don't start to tweet it at Layout FM, just mention us in the middle of a tweet and say whatever you like the most about the show. So you can have a good sense and you're spreading the love and you're helping us. And you, I'm going to pick one, one of the tweets, one of the authors. Is that fair? Is that, does it sound Sweet. like a good idea? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, do you think we can find like a Photoshop user to like send this to? That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be Should amazing. we send it to Dan Petty? <laughs> <laughs> no, just joking. That'd be amazing. <laughs> He's giving away uh, free laptops, MacBooks, and I'm like, hey, it's not a MacBook, but it's a sketchbook. Here you go. But yeah, so um, let us know what you like about the show or, I don't know, why you want this book, um, and then Rafa's going to pick one at random. For sure. And then uh, I'll get in touch with you, and you give me like your address or something, and I'll ship it to you. You have a fancy new book. By the way, look at this typography. Like this, It looks... Pretty great. <laughs> it looks awesome. It does look really awesome. Real-time follow-up. Uh, the website um, for Sketch Tips is sketchtips.info. .info. Oh, there you go. So there you go. There you go. All right. Um, so you got a new MacBook. Finally, dude. Yes. Jesus, man. Jesus. Oh, my gosh. After battling with IT for <laughs> what seemed like an eternity, I now have it. My precious new MacBook Pro. I have a lot of questions, but not really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, because it's, so this is not news, the new MacBook Pro. No. Even though it's not news. We've talked about it, kind of. But uh, I never, I don't have one. 
and and I actually never talked much about it. I know, like I've talked with Sam, Sam Sofas. He now he's on his third computer because I feel like these computers <laughs> are giving a lot of problems. Just randomly, you know, just I, I've heard about the uh, keyboards not working properly. What do they call it? Like keys getting stuck or something. Yeah. Um, so like <laughs> overall, I haven't heard great things, but I am pretty curious about the touch bar and curious about it in general. How do you like it? This is the best computer I've ever owned. <laughs> it's it like is the best s- MacBook Pro we've ever done. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it really is. Um, I, I've had none of the problems that people are reporting. No touch bar crash, no keys that were stuck, no problems connecting to any displays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. Um, but no, I, it's been perfect for me. And honestly, battery life has been pretty good. <laughs> so which so, version do you have? What's the model? Uh, ooh, uh, so it's 13 a 13-inch. Okay. I uh, I went from a 15-inch back to a 13-inch. And holy crap, I'm so happy I made that this decision. 13-inch is such a better size for me. Um, it's so small and light and and tiny. Love it. Carry it around everywhere. Um, it's amazing. Don't miss the 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 screen real estate. And honestly, I've, I've I haven't even seen like any performance issues or performance drops because technically. <laughs> This is this machine is like not as fast as the old one that I had. Um, honestly, I've had zero problems with it. It's I think it's maxed out. Um, I'm not super sure like the different uh, pr- uh, processor options, but I have the 16 gigs of memory mm-hmm. uh, and uh, 500 uh, gigabyte uh, hard drive. So. It is, yeah, it is a really good machine. Um, and one thing I noticed. I, and I don't know if it's it was just a problem with my old MacBook Pro, um, but my old MacBook Pro, like, the fans would come on all the time. Like, one of the biggest examples is every time we would record the show in Google Hangouts. Um, Google Hangouts uses Flash, I think, or something mm-hmm. to, like, make the video. Um, and that would trigger the fans, like, immediately. I'm recording right now. The fans aren't spinning at all. And I've... Honestly, I haven't heard the fan spin on this MacBook since I got it. I've used it to like compile app iOS apps, uh, like do a bunch of different calls, um, install various like intensive pieces of software. No problem. Um, so yeah, I'm super happy about it. Um, I really like the keyboard. I think it, it's it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. I got used to it in like a day, basically. Um, I was coming from the Magic Keyboard, like the the new one. Um, mm-hmm. So the transition to that new one was super easy. Um, yeah, what else? Touch Bar is like it's nice to have, um, but it's not like it's not setting the world on fire. But do you feel that you prefer it over the just the regular function keys? I think I do, just because it's new and fancy. Uh, and it looks awesome. You have no problems with the escape key? No, <laughs> I, I ba- barely ever uses the escape key to be honest. Hmm. Like I do use it sometimes in Vim, but it's totally fine. Like it's it's not a problem at all. You um, use Vim? 
Jesus, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Not for everything. Uh, just for like writing commits and stuff. Uh, I'm just like editing one file quickly. Dutch ID is great. Um, what oh, yeah, else? I forgot about that. What else? What else? Super fast. Um, you can use it for with Apple Pay, which is awesome. Um, is there anything else? Oh, yeah. I have. Do you know how many dongles I have? I'm going to say three, four. I have one. I have this. This is the Thunderbolt. This is just because I'm waiting for to get my uh, ultra fine display. Um, so I have this is a Thunderbolt adapter. That's the only one that I have. Because um, yeah, I basically don't need any adapters. I have I have the charger that's plugged in directly right now. I bought uh, a cable that plugs into my mic with like the right ends, uh, and I bought one <laughs> USB C to uh, Lightning. So I I just basically replaced the cables and didn't get dongles. So Which how I is this? Is totally how is your go. microphone connected, plugged into to the computer? Like straight with the cable. So you have a USB. <laughs> it's oh USB C to I don't remember like micro USB or mini USB. Right, right, right. right. I never remember. Okay, so that uh, I guess that would count as a dongle. Well, that's not a, a dongle. That's a yeah, that's right, a cable. It's a cable. Okay, so you can't. It's not charging right now. It is. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Never mind, because I have, you have, I have four ports. <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> like, how in hell is he? Yeah, That's amazing, yeah. isn't it? I'm the one with just one port, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I love it. It's super great. Um, and it's also space gray, which looks amazing. So. Yep. Yep. I'm really happy so, about it. I kind of tell you, I, I, I. I thought about this uh, this week that so it's it's no like it's, it's nothing new to anyone. I I I have the MacBook adorable twelve inch one port MacBook. Uh, this is like I got this when I joined Netlify, so that was like June, right? And I also have my iMac. That's like my main beefed up my main workforce and where I do most of my work is. At the office mm-hmm. at my iMac, which I love. But I've been thinking this week, like this tiny, super underpowered, lame, can't do anything uh, <laughs> laptop. Glowing I think, review. <laughs> I think it's my favorite MacBook, my favorite computer that I've ever owned, which makes mm. no sense. But it's just because it, it is because all of this limitations, like I... It has personality. I don't know what, I, what the <laughs> hell does this mean. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Like some people. I like think the they fact. call this the Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. Uh, but like, hey, on the iPad. Well, not anymore. But usually, usually uh, you could only run one app at a time on the iPad, and some people like that. Like the fact right. that you could only use one app at a time, right? So right. it's following the same thinking. Like, I like the limitation that this computer... See, I don't think you like the limitations. I think you you like thinness and lightness. Maybe. I think that's what you like. I think it's everything. Okay, if I, if I told you I could upgrade your computer, have the same shell, but have 16 gigs of RAM and have mm. a good processor. Like, Ugh, you'd no. take that... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You would you would take that that new amazing machine. 
But, but, but then, would I like it the same? I don't know. You'd like it better. You don't know. It's like saying, hey, this is getting, this is going to go dark real fast, real quick. If you, (laughs) if you say, hey, your, your child, would you like him more if he was super smart, super athletic and, you know, super beautiful, pretty, like, yeah, but it's not the same thing. I don't know. (laughs) Are we? (laughs) I warned you. Okay. Can't wait for you to replace your child next year. <laughs> and we'll see what you'll have to say then. You, you want a child with having to have dongles or something in order to do anything. Oh my God. I'm, I'm wow, I think that's out. probably the worst analogy I've ever seen in my entire yep. life. We did it, guys. We did it. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, Guillermo, keep, keep that in the show. <laughs> Also, fun fact, it's 11 p.m. right now. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Okay, uh, we better move away from yeah, this let's, whole... let's move on. So, uh, hey, so actually, I want to ask you, the, you just said that having a smaller uh, screen, you came from a 15-inch to a 13-inch, you, uh, you don't feel any... It's the opposite of growing pains. I don't know. <laughs> Shrinking pains. <laughs> Downsizing pains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I have to confess something. I'm currently running this MacBook Pro at the like one size up resolution, which is now the mm. default. So right. it's not perfect retina scale. Right. Which we briefly talked about that when you, thanks, uh, <laughs> made me realize that yes, in this MacBook Adorable, it's the same thing that I'm not running yeah. at just two X. I'm running at one point five. Yeah. Uh, so, do you like it? Can you live with it? I, I still like. I, I can see the fuzziness. The fuzziness if I really try. Like I compare it to my like iMac, and I can see the fuzziness. It drives yeah. me crazy. But I can't go back because this is a 12 inch. Like it's tiny. <laughs> if I run it at two yep. x, I don't have that much space. So it's I don't know. Yeah, this is like the uh, iPhone Plus, like six seven. I can see that it's not sharp, but I can live with it. So yeah, it's fine. It's hasn't been a big problem in my usage. Most of the time. I look at the screen from far away enough that I don't really see the difference. So I, I hate that I know it. <laughs> yep, that's I it. I think yeah. is the thing. Um, but it's it's fine. It's not a problem. So I basically have the exact same re- resolution right now as I used to in my with my old MacBook Pro. So Interesting. This is that stuff are a little smaller uh, on the screen. So yeah, it's really not a problem for me. Uh, if I if I had a like well I guess once I have my LG 5K monitor um, that will definitely be perfect at 2x and not be scaled. You but, order a 5K because like in theory that's that's the computer that's the monitor I'll be using most of the time. So and I I won't have any problems with the screen size there. So I'll just be perfect right now. So you're gonna get the the 5K one. Yeah. Seven inch. Yeah. So my current like. <laughs> My current plan is 
get the 5K LG display once that once they're fixed and they can work when a router is in the same place. I think they actually stopped selling them for a while. Yeah, yeah, they did. Well, you can still buy them at the Apple Store, but they're like six weeks out. Okay. Basically, <laughs> so Apple's just like not selling them anymore and just waiting until the new batch comes and then shipping it to customers. Then. Which is ridiculous, by the way. Yeah. Like, I, I I really hope that Apple learned from this. Like, you know what? No, let's go back and build our own displays because this is ridiculous. Yeah, this so. really was a terrible idea. Uh, but my current plan is get that display for uh, for the office uh, at work because I'm like plugging in, unplugging all the time at the office. And then at home, I'll probably get the new iMac when it comes out and I'll be back on a two computer setup, which I'm not too thrilled about. But I'm also not thrilled about <laughs> having a LG display on my desk at home. So got got to choose what you want to optimize for. I think uh, pretty nice how the, the the hardware design is what I'm optimizing for here. Hey, man, I won't judge you. <laughs> I know the pain. Yeah, I'm really hoping for a space gray MacBook, uh, space gray uh, iMac mm. with like the shiny Apple in the front. That would look awesome and match with my MacBook Pro. So fingers crossed. I feel like, of course, that would happen. <laughs> like, why? Why wouldn't it at this point? Yeah, sense, I guess. Saying. I just feel like having something shiny on the front where I'm looking at, if that's good. It's not that shiny, though. <laughs> right. like it's, it's pretty dark. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. It yeah. is shiny, but it's not like a mirror that where you can right. see your face. Like, I don't know. That's, They're going to blind you or I something. Think, I think it'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, while I got this new computer, I uh, didn't transfer anything. I, I just set it up as a new computer and it sort of got me thinking about um, how I, I set up my computer and try to optimize to make sure that I can transfer from computer to computer um, as seamlessly as possible. So I don't know if you've ever, if you have this or if you've heard of this before, um, but I have set up uh, what developers call dot files. Have you heard of this before? I know about dot files. I don't <laughs> what developers call it. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure where you're getting at. <laughs> I know about dot okay. files. My preference right. files? Let me send you a link. To... So basically dot files are, um, usually they tend to be a repo uh, on GitHub. But it's basically a collection of like scripts that you can use to recreate your computer setup. Um, and it's gotten really pretty advanced, the stuff that mm. you can do. So like obviously the things that most developers use it for um, is setting up like the packages that they need, uh, setting up like homebrew and uh, uh, Vim and Ruby and all that sort of stuff, mm -hmm. um, which I definitely use them for. And now, I, like every time I do something, I install something new on my machine, or like I want to, I customize my terminal or something like that. Instead of doing it, I then I just do it in my dot files and then run the script. But basically, uh, I have all these sort of little scripts um, that download all that stuff. 
And one thing I discovered you can do uh, is install apps um, via the command line. Um, so here I have the list of all the apps uh, that I want to install on every computer. So I have Dropbox, I have 1Password, Slack, Things, Atom, Ember, uh, Sketch, Trip Mode. There are a few apps missing there, uh, and those are apps that uh, are only uh, from the Mac App Store that I can't install with this. But at least it sort of gives me a bunch of apps that I would have to uh, download manually otherwise. I also have a thing that tweaks how fast the dock shows and hides. Mm-hmm. And it also sets up uh, my text editor, like sets up a few preferences uh, to be just the way that I like. So it basically makes it super easy for me that, to like get a new computer. I clone this to my new computer. I run one line on in the command line and it sets up everything for me. It downloads all my apps. It configures all my computer the way that I like it and downloads like... Dropbox, which has like most of the the remaining stuff that I don't have, so it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I have to say, like I while while I was like setting up this computer, I did it only through these dot files, and now I think I'm at a point where I can, if I got a new computer, I could really just like run the the dot files and be done with it. So yeah, I don't know, pretty excited about it. <laughs> It is a little bit complicated to set up, but once once you have it, then I think it's it's well worth it. I think I'm gonna give this a look. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you. I should. never There's... did anything like this. Uh, actually, like I just in. So I don't change computer that often. We're talking about like every two years, maybe three years. <laughs> so I just enjoy the process, like the ritual. But I think like if I if you could tell me like but with one command you can have all your preference back like yes yeah. please sign me up that's pretty much it like uh, I feel like just uh, text editor uh, themes and, and styles and stuff and packages and does this add also your Git like S H A S A what's the name again S H A I yeah, can never uh, remember. not yet, but I'm working on adding it. Basically, like your users. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always have to like Google the the GitHub help page for how to do it. <laughs> so yeah, I will probably add that. I'll, I'll I think I'll make it a different script because I don't want to be recreating a new one each time I I run the script. So basically, like this mm-hmm. script can be run multiple times on a computer that's already set up. If I just want to update the status, so but I'll probably have like an initial run script that basically does like my sh sha key or whatever i think that's it it's weird <laughs> like what does it mean no one, yeah. no, one really mean, no one knows what it means but it's provocative no it's not it's it's the people. so the the one thing that i haven't even figured out yet is how to have uh the my thoughts sync uh from my dropbox mm. file it will solve everyone's problems forever if you figure that one out. <laughs> yes, but like I, I managed to create a symlink. Uh, symlink are like the uh, symbolink, uh, symbolic link. Well, this is hard to pronounce. That basically <laughs> are a way to like make it look as if um, that that folder is like 
in in this folder, but yeah, it's like it's a actually pointer from somewhere else. Yeah, it's a alias basically. So I did that for the fonts folder, um, and it works. Like if I go in the Finder, like it does the al- alias properly and everything, but it just doesn't install the fonts. I can drop all the the fonts into that fo- in the proper folder and install the fonts correctly. I can also try to symlink a folder within the fonts folder. That that doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what what the hell's going on there. So if anyone has figured that one out, please let me know. We'll talk about it on the show if if I do find a way around it. So yeah, for now I just basically copy that over to my fonts directory from Dropbox, but have to manually keep it in sync, which is kind of kind of sucks. You're getting into something. Yeah, so like I I have a, a Dropbox folder with like there's like fonts. I have all my fonts in there. Um, and now I just copied it over to this computer. Uh, and let's say I add a new font, then I'll put it in those two places. I'll put it in Dropbox and I'll also put it locally to install mm-hmm. it, which kind of sucks, but whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I, I was curious, like, how do you set up your computer? Do you, do you just reset it from a backup or do you, um, no, uh, even though I do or? make time machine backups all the time and I have Backblaze running, I never actually, like, restore from a time machine backup. I never did that. Again, like I said, right. I don't switch computers that often. It's like, so when I do, it's like, I really want to take the opportunity to just, like, start from scratch. I like that feeling. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, I just get started. Like, I install the apps that must have apps and i actually with the imac i did something like instead of me installing like everything that i think i need i I need or what i had before i just install it like as i need them and turns out a lot of apps you actually don't need um same here so yeah i mean text expander is a must dropbox is also uh, the first thing i do Uh, one One password. password yeah and then, like, and then I'm set and just install, like, Adam. I do run a little script, which I copied this from some GitHub repo somewhere. Basically, uh, when I when I was using Sublime, and that was until a couple months ago, basically, I had this thing where I have all my preferences and my themes files in this one Dropbox, and I, I just ran this command to make Sublime look into that directory so I can have all right. the the themes in, in, in sync between machines. So like, yeah, I just, that's pretty much it. And, and then just, you know, install stuff as I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I have a surprisingly low amount of apps on this computer. There you go. I basically maybe have like 10, uh, third party apps. <laughs> that's it. 10. Do amazing. You, do you use any, um, this is getting, nerdy do you use any uh, gui in- interface for git in any way nope. you don't nope. just use terminal and I, and I used to use iterm and now i've switched to terminal because i never use iterm i was always like i <laughs> hold my ground nope i'm not gonna go because <laughs> it was just too much for me um well i i do use tower mm, you know tower it's a, it's a good app yeah, basically, I would never pay for it because it's kind of expensive. I can't remember how much is it. I remember that it's expensive. <laughs> but, like, I won something, like, I don't know why or how. 
I won a license somehow. <laughs> Maybe I tweeted about okay. it. I don't. I, I have no recollection. Um, so I was like, "Yay! I would never pay for this, but here it is. I got a license, and it's amazingly like great. Basically, until I got in, uh, to Netlify, like every Git operation that I would do, it was pretty simple stuff. You know, just right." Editing, committing, pushing, pulling, create a new branch here and there, and whatever. But in Netlify, uh, like the the level of Git wizardry that you need, <laughs> like it was way over my head. So actually, Tower really helps me to just rebase and just, you know, do like more complicated stuff. Um, right. Yeah, no, it's a great app. I I started, when I started using Git, I was also using Tower. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it, it's like, it's way better than the GitHub app, like the official one. Yeah, I never tried started. that one. Um, or even like for <laughs> for anyone, I'd say like I think the GitHub app um is pretty awful because it it like tries to oversimplify everything, but mm. it by doing that they basically change all the terminology. So there's no pulling or like pushing. It's all sync. So click oh, a no. sync button and it's like, uh-oh, what's going to happen when I click sync? <laughs> Who knows, right? Like it's this mysterious button. Like nothing ever syncs anywhere in Dropbox, like in, in GitHub. Um, so it's just weird and has a lot of weird like abstraction and magic going on. Whereas Tower is much more powerful and also sticks to like the actual terms. So mm-hmm. After you've used Tower for a while, you can sort of pick up a terminal and figure things out, yeah. um, which is pretty neat. But yeah, for me, it was just that like I was starting servers and stuff like that in the terminal uh, and having to go to like this extra app um, just to do a git command sort of got overkill for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned like two or three commands and, and that's it. And I also have a ton of aliases. Um, you can probably find them in my dot files, but I basically made a shortcut so that if I type uh, G, it like it's it's the same thing as writing Git, uh, and then it. I have like a bunch of like if I I do like G space C, it'll do a commit and add all the files that are uncommitted and also show like the verbose kind of mm-hmm. diff uh, mm-hmm. all at the same time. So I basically have like all these commands all like sort of set up for me um, so that it does everything the way that I want to. Uh, and the complex commands are just like automatically done for me. They're all sort of abstracted away. Um, so, yeah. That's pretty cool. Is this what t- people tune in for? I just <laughs> I don't know. This is like so, the hey, geeky corner. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> GitHub, uh, speaking of GitHub, and going back into the design. Uh, yeah. Well, talk. but I know we have a lot of technical designers that listen to the show. So. Yeah. 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 I know. And I like. I'm a nerd. I want to talk about that, but I also want to talk about this. What do you think of <laughs> GitHub's uh, new nav bar, the dark nav bar? Oh yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> Interesting. So I don't dislike it. I don't think like, oh, gross. But actually, much like framers uh, that we talked last episode, I don't, I'm not convinced this is an improvement because it just draws so, like, too much attention to it, right? And like that navigation, like all the items there, 
it's stuff that I almost never actually click, right? Uh, mm. It's pretty rare that I click on any of those, actually, just looking at it right now. But um, has uh, Mark Otto, um, I think he was the one who like wrote the the blog post or whatever introducing this or the tweet or I don't know. Uh, he said that this is like one of uh, many iterations right. coming like soon. So it's not like one full redesign or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure what yeah. the actual goal of this is, but this is one of many iterations, which, and we're probably going to have to uh, move this to next week because it's a pretty big topic, but I kind of relate with that feeling of like one of many iterations, because sometimes you can't just like push a bunch of new stuff and it's yeah. very interesting. And, and like, it keeps us like the suspense going, like what else <laughs> is going here? You know, like what else is going to change? Yeah. They changed the color of the Nevar. Why? What's like the, the, you know, the grand plan behind all this. So, right. Yeah, I think it got me pretty curious. Was it you that speculated that oh maybe we're gonna get a dark mode or something? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't okay. think so. Uh, but maybe I mean, it was someone it's, else on Twitter. It's a it's an obvious like assumption or presumption, I guess. Um, but then would they do it like gradually? <laughs> uh, I don't. Think <laughs> Not a so. second level is gonna turn dark, and then <laughs> in like in yeah. like three months, everything is dark. No, if I had to guess, um, I think the problem they were trying to solve here was um, sort of this hierarchy problem that they have. There's a lot of different navigation levels in GitHub. Yeah, they do have like sometimes like five levels yeah. of just navigation. Yeah, and they were all sort of like different types of grays, basically. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so I, I mean, I guess it's still just a dark gray now but um at least it starts to bring a bit more like contrast into the interface and a bit mm -hmm. more hierarchy which i like so yeah i think it's fine like the, the the reason why you're feeling that like this draws a lot of attention is the like the safari chrome and i guess chrome's chrome uh <laughs> uh is light gray so you have like light gray this black bar and then yeah. light gray white stuff so it does draw maybe a little bit too much attention to it right maybe now. Maybe they've but. been beta testing a new version of Chrome, which has no Chrome. And, <laughs> and like, this is designed for the future. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Maybe. Anyway, but the, uh, it's great. I, like, I, <laughs> you know, I like this. I like new stuff. And GitHub is probably the website that I visit the most. Um, I spend the most time on. Uh, and I do really, I really, really do respect GitHub's overall design, like in structure of, the, of their products. Um, yeah, GitHub is totally like one of those un, like underappreciated kind of definitely. design team. Yep. I think the stuff that they put out, like it's not the flashy, sexy stuff, but yep. it wor always works so well and always yep. makes so much sense it's amazing like it's leaps and bounds be better than anything else yeah i really love github's design completely agreed so we're running a bit long before we go um let's uh let's uh, give some recommendations what do you have this week all right so my recommendation is a new netflix show that i've been watching that has been pretty good 
Have you heard of Riverdale? No. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, I don't even know if it's available where you are. Uh, but this is kind of a game. You can <laughs> you can open Netflix, search for Riverdale, see if it it shows up or if it doesn't. It's not available in the United States. Um, oh. So take take that, <laughs> Americans. Um, but um, so it's a new uh, Netflix original. Um, and basically, uh, what it is is a I don't even know how if you call it a remake. Basically, it's Archie. Um, but made into a TV show. You know Archie, What's right? Archie. No, I don't I don't think I know Archie. The com- the comic book? Nope. It's this comic book that is super popular. Like basically pretty much everyone in like my age range knows about Archie. Age range. And it's this comic book. It's like no, not super linear in uh, the comic book. So like stuff happened, different stories happened. Um, and this Riverdale is kind of just puts a story with the characters in Archie. And one thing that sucks about it is that it you can't really binge watch it because they're putting out a new episode every week. Um, oh no, how dare they? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so that kind of sucks. Uh, but other than that, uh, it's actually pretty good. Um, there's like murders happening and backstabbing <laughs> and like different things happening. And it's like it plays into the nostalgia about Archie, uh, the comic book. So it's really good. Uh, and I discovered that <laughs> um, it wasn't available in the United States when I went on my trip to San Francisco. Uh, and a new episode came out. I was like, oh, let me download it for the plane. And then it was not there. It was gone from the app. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, apparently it's not available in America yet. So, yeah. Um, actually, because of that, uh, I don't know if you know, like in the EU, we're trying to pass a law that basically prevents countries or well, I guess it prevents companies to restrict content in countries. So because we do have a lot of people traveling, like flying around between countries in Europe, like uh-huh. we want to prevent people to have like, they, they have their own music library or movies and then they move to another country and they can't watch that because, you know, like Netflix, yeah. like some content is... That's amazing. Can we pass that worldwide, please? <laughs> Sometimes we do get stuff right. Uh, so it's not it's not like in place. Yeah, you yet, and your but... crazy laws. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have a question about that. If all right, asking for a friend. If someone was not familiar with Archie comics, uh-huh. <laughs> uh Would you still recommend the show? Yes. Yeah, okay. and you can tell like it doesn't require prior knowledge of Archie before that um it's just nice that like when you do know archie you know the characters already um it's like oh all my awesome characters are now in this new story but if you don't it doesn't matter like they treat it as if it's a new totally new thing with new characters so yeah i recommend it cool um i have uh my recommendation is a podcast actually oh and i'm not sure if we already mentioned this if we have, please let me know so I can cut this whole segment out. Uh, it's bread time. Have we? 
Oh, we've never mentioned it because uh, okay. when we did our recommendations, it wasn't out yet. All right, so here we go. Bread Time is a podcast. It's like a very short podcast. So each episode is like 10 minutes, 15, I guess. And it's hosted by uh, Gabriel Valdivia and Charlie Dietz. And it's awesome. It's so fun, man. Like yeah, I really like that format. Like it's so fun, and I'm not sure about this, but I could like I can, sw- I could bet that they record like together in the same actual room, right? Yeah, yeah, really yeah, they do. Sounds like it. So it's like I the dynamic the show is very funny. They have a great chemistry. I mean, I can tell that they're they're good friends, and it's just very fun. So yeah, uh, we're gonna put a link in the show notes. It's breadtime dot fm i guess yeah it was really funny i think it m- might have been the last episode where they talk about shit designers code <laughs> and they like w- both waffle for <laughs> 20 minutes uh, and go back and forth on <laughs> whether or not you should learn how to code uh it's pretty funny mm-hmm. so <laughs> so yeah it's really at good at the time of this recording actually that's not the, la- the latest episode the latest episode is about planet of the apps which oh yes yeah, we yeah, totally yeah. forgot to talk about that um, in a scale from lame to pretty bad, what do you think of this? Well, is lame worse than pretty bad, or like what's <laughs> this is a is this a scale pretty bad or is this scale lame? <laughs> I'd say both. <laughs> uh, I honestly cannot think of a TV show that is more unlike Apple. because it's so lame it's like it's apple used to be um not just cool because that's that was always debatable you know because it's tech and sometimes dorky but you know it used to be cool classy you know and clean and and very johnny ivy and this is the opposite of johnny ivy so like why do you feel like you need to do this Really, like, I don't think it's gonna drop people Apple Music. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Also, how weird is it that you have to do it through Apple Music? Like, yeah, it's kind of weird, but uh, I feel like it's a stepping stone until they have a proper video service. Um, and and uh, I feel like with iTunes, the naming of that was pretty unfortunate because it, when it started, it was a music player, and you know, iTunes because. <laughs> The iLife and tunes because music, right. and then you got the iTunes Store. <laughs> they had to learn from their mistakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like iTunes, the name became pretty dated and pretty silly because you mm-hmm. had movies and TV shows and podcasts and apps all in the iTunes Store. You still do. Yeah. And <laughs> now it's Apple Music. I would say it's even worse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Apple I honestly music, feel like it's just TVs. temporary. Because it would make a lot of sense for them to move all of that to video. Uh, but the problem is, like, they're not going to charge 10 bucks a month for Planet of the Apps and Carpool Karaoke. <laughs> like, so mm. in the meantime, un- until they have either, like, movie rentals or something like that that are, like, part of this deal or they have more original content, then I don't think they can have it, like, on its own service. Um, that's that's fair. That That's a good that's a good point. Um so I mean, it's not. It's known that Apple has been talking to Hollywood and major studios to probably start a subscription-based, like TV or movies service, whatever. Like, 
it's known. Um, yeah. And then because they still haven't made a good deal, I guess, they started producing original content. And uh, just like Amazon and Netflix, it pains me that <laughs> like Apple's first foray into original content is so... Eh, like, yeah. was it? Just, which just compare one was, that to House of Cards. <laughs> yeah, was it? Uh, that was uh, what I was gonna say. Is, was it House of Cards the first Netflix original content? I, I feel like it was, right? I think it was. Which, which is, is crazy superb... to think about it now, because they have a million originals. Um, but yeah. yeah, House of Cards is just like amazing show. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I really and, like. Well, if you compare it, uh, and I think. Like one of the questions that I had when I saw this, I was like, "How the hell did this happen? Like, who? Like, where did this idea come from?" Because like I can, I can like totally see in my mind like if Steve Jobs was still alive, like he would hate this. Like, there is no way he'd be on board with this idea. And I know that's that tends to be a silly thing to say, but I think it's pretty clear that like this is just a garbage show. Like, this is not like. No one's thinking that this is cool. No one's gonna like. No one's gonna really like this. Um, so I don't know. This is just like kind of this garbage TV show. Um, and then I watched. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, Eddie Q had this interview at Recode with uh, one of the producers of the show. Have you have you? Oh, seen I haven't this? seen that. No. Okay. So yeah, he has an interview, and they basically tell the story of how it happened. Um, oh, no. And basically, they sort of created this show, uh, and then they went and pitched it to a bunch of uh, like TV channels. I guess I don't know exactly how that works, but uh, pitched it to like traditional TV outlets. And apparently, well, that's what they say. But it went super well. Um, uh, but then, then they had a meeting with Apple because basically the 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 big prize at the end that you win is being featured on the App Store. <laughs> Which is like kind of problematic because the only way you can get featured on the App Store is by Apple. So like shit, yeah, we better go and talk to Apple about it. Um, so they go talk to Apple, and then apparently it's Will I Am who went there um, with his gold shoes uh, <laughs> and uh, pitched him the idea of the show. Um, and they're like, hey, why don't we make it? Um, so. <laughs> What this tells me is like this is did not come from Apple. This was like, hey, they're asking to like uh, for us to make this show. And it's like it kind of makes sense, and we want to get into original content. Okay, sure, fine, let's do it. <laughs> uh, more than like we are really feel passionate about making this like this crappy TV show. Um, and then the other thing that was super funny is that. As they talk in an interview, um, the the producer guy <laughs> uh, talk about like, yeah, like you're gonna be able to watch the the TV show uh, in the Apple Music app, but there's also gonna be this this like app about the show. So it's like this sort of Inception kind of thing because it's like it's about apps and it's in an app, uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's like super cringeworthy. Uh, and he was like, "There's also this rubber banding effect where um, you can be watching the show and then choose to like go into more 
detail about like a specific segment of the show. So like through the app, you could press a button and then you can see extra video content that is like not part of the main show. And it's super hilarious to see Eddie Q's face while the guy's going on about all these things. You can definitely see that, like, Eddie Q was not on board with this idea. And then um, the the interviewer then asks Eddie Q, so, oh, okay, well, this is kind of confusing. Like, how is this going to work? And Eddie Q is basically like, yeah, well... Most people are just going to watch it into the Apple Music app and it will be <laughs> featured there and that will be easy. <laughs> oh, burn. But okay, You know what? See, that makes yeah. a lot more sense. It doesn't excuse Apple. It doesn't give them a pass. No. But it makes more sense that... Yeah. I can already see a lot of frictions bet- between the producers yeah. of the show and Apple. And it seems like they're both sticking with each other, but it's not a perfect match. So anyways, <laughs> I'm probably going to watch the first episode to see what yeah, it's like. Me too. Um, but yeah, beyond that, I don't think it's going to be that successful of a show. All right. Uh, I hope this episode is successful. And um, <laughs> if you want to <laughs> see all the show notes, uh, everything we talked about go to layout.fm slash something just go to layout.fm it's there yep. and if you want to get in touch on the twitters we are at layout.fm don't forget to tweet us if you want to win uh, the sketchbook I forgot the title yes uh, the title I don't think I actually mentioned <laughs> I should. Uh, the title is the sketch handbook by Christian Kramer there um, we go yeah tweet at us um let us know why you want this book or what do you like about the show or something. Also, huge thanks uh, to Guilherme uh, Silva. He's our editor for this show, uh, for this episode. And if you want to listen to more podcasts, uh, go to spec.fm. These guys like are close friends, super awesome. They have awesome yep. content. Uh, Design Details was probably like the first show that I've ever heard about design in made me feel like i was in san francisco so <laughs> uh, just go to spec.fm um and take a look at all the shows yep all right so see you next week bye bye uh hey you you were in san francisco i was for a brief period of time. But yeah, I was it like two days or something? Two, three days? Yeah, well, know. it was supposed to be three days. <laughs> then um, you decided to get sick. <laughs> okay, let me tell you the story. Um, right. I I have to put a disclaimer before, though. Uh, <laughs> if if you're eating, uh, you may want to press pause. Because <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about certain details of how I got sick. Uh, so, oh, no. If uh, Should you... I hit pause? <laughs> Get a hit mute. No, just kidding. But no, I'm not going <laughs> to go into too many details. But um, So yeah, I was supposed to go to a conference, um, the Source Summit Conference. Uh, it's a one-day conference for design leaders in San Francisco. And yeah, I was supposed to... 
uh, go there for on basically on the Friday and then spend a weekend uh, in San Francisco and then come back on Monday. Um, that was the plan. Uh, so I leave Montreal on Thursday, take the plane. Um, I had a layover in Washington uh, before going to San Francisco. So we're on the plane. Um, we're sort of about to land, uh, but still in the air. And there's a lot of turbulence. Uh, and so when we get closer to, uh, I don't know, like the landing area, the pilot is like, holy shit, like we're, we're not going to be able to land. There's way too much wind here. So <laughs> then he had the great idea of, you know what? Let's just circle this area for like 30 minutes and wait it out and see if the wind stops. Problem is we're in like huge amount of turbulence and move and turning uh, nonstop for 30 minutes. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I never get motion sick. I never have any problems with like roller coasters and stuff like that. Uh, I have flown VR. many, many times VR, never and <laughs> have any problems with that. But man, did I get sick on this flight? Holy shit. <laughs> This was crazy. And it wasn't just me, right? Like, it was, a, like, basically everyone. Like, w you could see people, like, one after the other <laughs> taking out the little bag. Oh, no. Jesus. Yep. All right. All right. Skip forward. <laughs> all right. So, uh, we sort of cir circled this area for 30 minutes. Uh, and then, after a while, we're, we're just like, okay, we're going to run out of fuel if we keep going. Um so the pilot decides, well, you know what? We're going to go land at the nearest airport uh, that we can land, refuel, and then head back. Uh, and so the closest airport was the Richmond airport, um, which is, I think, like about an hour uh, from where we were in Washington. Um, so we, like, then go back, go to Richmond, we land, and then, like, my head is still turning like is uh, everything is moving even though we've we're stopped <laughs> i just can't take it i like try to go to the bathroom like really doesn't help so i feel like garbage um and so like the flight attendant then comes to see me <laughs> like sir are you all right sir sir are you all right sir sir how are you how are you feeling sir <laughs> like look i feel terrible right now and my condition isn't changing every second <laughs> so i'm like yeah sort of not feeling well uh and, and then they come and see me and they're like are you gonna be all right to take the take the flight back to washington i'm like i don't know if i can take this again anymore um so we talk a little bit and I decided, you know what? The only thing I want right now is to be like, get off this plane and not move for a while. Uh, so like, fine. Um, so they, they're like, we're going to like call the paramedics or whatever. And they're going to sort of help you out. Um, so I end up leaving the, the plane. Uh, and I don't know what happened again with this plane, but like, I was like, I'm just going to take another flight after and, whatever like i'm just i'm so sick right now um so yeah i get with the paramedics and i guess i wasn't like thinking that through super far but um they took me to, to the hospital which is like pretty overkill for 
what I guess is motion sickness. Um, <laughs> but again, where else did you want them to take me? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it's, it's not like they were going to leave me there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, went to the hospital. So I was basically like laying down for a few hours. Um, and that's where I took the picture and everyone was like freaking out, uh, which is pretty funny. Um, but, uh, yeah. So (laughs) yeah, no, (laughs) yeah, no, honestly, I feel like really blessed, uh, that like all the, all the people that I know from the internet were like texting me and messaging me and like super supportive and concerned. Um, it's like really cool to see that, like people are there for you, even though that like, we just know each other over the internet. Um, so that was super cool to see. Got your back, um, dude. <laughs> what? I got yeah, your back, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Um, and you were one of these people who texted me. <laughs> I was very concerned. Um, but yeah, I was like, I feel like crap, but I'm all right. <laughs> um, so yeah, after a few hours, uh, I was fine. <laughs> right. Like after not moving for a while, it just like sort of faded away. Um, and then I was ready to go back to the airport. So I then took a cab back to the airport and yeah, I took a cab. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, very rare for me. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was fine. Uh, the, the hospital called it. So that's why I took a cab and not an Uber. Um, so yeah, I went back to the, to, uh, the the airport uh and then when i arrived there uh it was empty it was like a ghost town it was late in the afternoon i think it was like maybe around five ish or like four or five um and yeah there were nobody in the airport i was like what is going on 5 p.m yeah 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 it it wasn't really yeah so but i don't know apparently the (laughs) richmond is not a super popular uh, airport um so i don't know there wasn't a lot of flights uh so i managed to find like the one remaining person from uh united that was still there she was like i think on her way out she was like yeah we don't really have any more flights today <laughs> or tonight for that matter um she's like our, our next flight to san francisco uh is not a direct flight <laughs> you're still gonna have to go to washington uh and it's at 3 p.m tomorrow so I was like, all right, well, missing the conference. <laughs> but what do you want oh, me to Jesus. do? Uh, yeah, because the conference was the next day, right? Um, and yeah, I, didn't I, know left, that. I was supposed to leave there at 3 p.m., uh, but then arrive in San Francisco at uh, 8.30 p.m., which mm. is like at this point, it's like whatever, like the conference is over. <laughs> Um, but was, and she's like, so do you still want to do it? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm already supposed to be going. <laughs> Don't tell me I have done all of this for nothing. So yes, of course, <laughs> we'll go. Um, so she was really nice. She set it all of it up. Um, and she was like, I can put you in a hotel for tonight. So I was like, cool, let's do it. Um, uh, so I stayed the night, uh, in Richmond, uh, almost got a beer with Casey um but it didn't work out um and yeah i went to the hotel slept there 
had a really good sleep. Uh, and then the next day I came back, took a flight. Uh, and I honestly, like, I got a bit scared when I got on the flight. <laughs> I was like, okay, is this is this going to be my life now? Like, am I always going to get sick every time I take a plane? Uh, and the <laughs> answer is no. It was totally fine. Like, no problem whatsoever. Um, I was, like, reading the whole way through, watching videos and stuff. No problem. Um, so, yeah, then I finally made my way to San Francisco. And got there. So I got to spend the, the weekend there. Uh, I tried to meet as many people as possible. Uh, I met some friends uh, from Montreal who moved to San Francisco. I also met some listeners. Shout out to Will and David. Um, you guys are awesome. And I also uh, met Brynn and Sarah, uh, which was really cool. Um, so, yeah, we sort of went for beer, hung out. I got to see in person the studio the famous studio um <laughs> this is really awesome uh i was like damn <laughs> where i record is really not as fancy as this <laughs> um so um yeah like they're super awesome uh and then that uh, i sort of visited san francisco like did the touristy things that i didn't get to do last time i went um, so I went to like, uh, the SF MoMA. Um, I also went on a hike, uh, on, um, I think it's called Land's End. Um, it's basically the other, sort of the other coast. Um, hmm. and it's like amazing and beautiful and the weather was super nice. Uh, I took a lot of pictures, um, and you can like sort of see the the Golden Gate Bridge from there too, which was awesome. Um, so yeah, I got a really good time, um, ate really good food, met a lot of cool folks, um, and yeah, after that, the uh, the weekend was over, and I came back. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. That was my I love San Francisco. Like every time I go there, it's amazing, and I still have it. Like the only thing missing is me actually meeting you. <laughs> Yes. Someday, maybe we can maybe meet in San Francisco or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or in I Iceland. think I think I'm gonna or Iceland. Oh my god. I think I'm gonna go to San Francisco in April. Maybe. Not sure. Huh. Maybe. So one thing I was thinking, which like now may like derail this idea, but I was like, oh, it might be cool to do to like sort of both go to San Francisco around WWDC so that that way like we can sort of hang out and there's gonna be tons of people in the city and lots of stuff happening and maybe we can do like a a layout thing there and like meet some people coming. or something like that but now uh, WWDC is gonna be in San Jose which I don't know yep. how I feel about so like yeah, maybe it's not as interesting crush your dreams maybe it'll be fun but we're gonna have to figure something out all right, dude. It's getting long. It's getting late. Yes. It was great talking to you again. Cool. Yeah, totally. Um, I feel like it's been a while. But we're yeah, back. Yeah, we had to skip one week. We are back. Sorry about that. This is totally my fault this week. No <laughs> worries. Take the blame. No worries. So. No worries. All right, dude. Happy to be I'll back. Talk to you. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.